Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with the leaders in the customer channel and brand loyalty space about what they are seeing in the industry. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sabrina Lalu. She's the Vice President of Loyalty Programs and Partnerships at Accor. Sabrina, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, for those uh, that we speak with, we'd like to start these off at a little more personal level, just to get an understanding, a little bit of a background on you, what you do, a little bit of your history, uh, you know, at a core and uh, before, and also maybe a fun fact about yourself, a passion you have, something of interest. Uh, so we'd love to know that as well. Sure. Um, so I've been in the hospitality industry and actually, I guess, first fun fact, with the same company uh, for over 30 years now. So the last uh, 15 years of my career have really been dedicated to loyalty. And in my current role as VP, uh, I oversee a, an amazing team of loyalty experts who execute the loyalty and partnership strategies for North and Central America and really ensure that we are bringing the, the program to life for our members in the region. Another fun fact would be that I curl. Uh, my husband and I curl in the winter season in a Saturday evening social league. Something that I love to do, never thought I would, but I tried it out and absolutely enjoyed it. And some people come and say it's not a real sport, but it is. It's definitely harder than it looks. You actually have to pick how much of those, uh, what would they call it? What are the, the curling things you slide? How, how heavy are those? Uh, the curling rocks, I think, are about 30 pounds or something wow. like that. I'm not entirely sure, but it's a good workout because if you're sweeping, um, it gives new appreciation. If you watch it on TV, it doesn't do justice between the, they have to be incredible athletes and strategize. And it's kind of like billiards where you have to figure out the angles. Um, I don't profess to be good at it, but it's just something that I enjoy doing in the winter season. Well, that's good. I was, uh, that's interesting. Uh, curling and hockey seem to be the kind of the, 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 you know, the steadfast, uh, passions of most Canadians, which is good. Yep. <laughs> Uh, unless you're a, a Habs fan, they're now the Avalanche, which I'm a big fan of. So you hopefully weren't a uh, you know Montreal Habs fan, but uh, but that's 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 uh, they've been gone for 20 years. <laughs> I'm not. I have to say, I kind of follow my husband's lead, and he's into the Seattle Kraken. So <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I take his lead on those things. <laughs> okay. Um, so for those who may not be familiar with the core. Uh, can you give us a little detail on uh, the organization, kind of the company, a little history, uh, and kind of what your focus is now? Yeah, so Accor was actually founded by two friends who opened up their first Novotel in Paris back in 1967. So, you know, it's a company that has a rich history. And since then, it's grown to become one of the world leading hospitality groups. Today, we have over 5,300 properties and over 10,000 F&B venues throughout 110 countries worldwide. And I would say we have one of the most diverse and fully integrated hospitality ecosystems. We have more than 40 hotel brands uh, ranging from luxury to economy. We have entertainment and nightlife venues, restaurants and bars. We also have private residences, shared accommodation, um, concierge services, co-working spaces. So we have a little, a lot of everything. Um, 
And I do recognizing that not everybody may know the name Accor. Um, I believe you would be familiar with some of our notable brands in the region, um, particularly in North America, which would be Fairmont, Sofitel. We have a new Raffles in Boston opening up soon, 21C, uh, SLS, uh, One Fine Stay are just some of the brands that uh, we represent. That's awesome. I saw that you recently launched uh, a core live, uh, kind of a limitless program, a loyalty program. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program, uh, what went into the design of the program and you know, what you're expecting to see, you know, coming out of the program? Yeah. So what I think I'll do is I'll start by giving you a bit of background of the journey of kind of how to where we got to today. So Accor only introduced its first multi-brand global loyalty program, uh, which was known as A-Club back in 2008. So our program is about 20 years younger than the rest of our competitors. Um, the program name was um, then changed to Le Club of Core Hotels um, because we wanted to support our distribution platform, which at the time was known as acorehotels.com. So at the time, Le Club was a very traditional transactional points-based program. And at that time was in approximately 27 hotels across 13 brands uh, in 92 countries. So in 2016, uh, to strengthen their lux luxury portfolio, Accor acquired FRHI. And with that came the Fairmont, the Raffles, and the Swiss Hotel brands. And at that time, each of these brands had their own brand-specific loyalty programs, which were centered around recognition and personalization and did not offer points. So these three individual recognition programs and their members were integrated into the club back in July, 2018. Now, anyone who has been part of a loyalty program integration understands all the complexities involved in such an undertaking. Um, and I have to say that being one of the integration team leads was probably one of the most challenging and rewarding parts of my career. And it's not something that happens every day. So it's, you know, it's a unique opportunity. So while this was all happening, work had already started to revamp the club. Um, our chairman had this vision of augmented hospitality and really wanted Accord to be more than just a hospitality group, but this broad ecosystem of brands and business solutions. And the link that would be tying everything together would be the loyalty program. So we took that as an opportunity to revamp the program. So we introduced a new premium status, we offered richer benefits, we offered more partnerships and developed a new digital app that would connect it all together. And at the same time, we made the decision to merge our distribution platform and our loyalty pro uh, programs together because they were actually two separate entities up until then. So when we launched all Accor Live Limitless in December 2019, it really signified a transformation from a traditional points-based loyalty program that focused on transactions to a lifestyle loyalty program, which really focused on the guest. So all is no longer just about recognizing members when they're staying with us, but it's about offering the rewards, the services and the experiences across this entire ecosystem that we've created to bring value to our members. So no matter where they are in the world or what they're doing every day, um, 
So today we have the program expands over 4,100 hotels across 37 brands and in 110 different countries. So that's kind of how all um, the evolution of, of where we got to from a loyalty perspective. Okay. There's a big push uh, to kind of simplify programs, right? So it sounds like that that you did a lot of listening. Your chairman had a vision for the program. You put that into place. You know, how did you involve the customer in, in kind of redoing the program? Because there are a number of brands right now, or there's just push to creating simplicity, but also creating a greater sense of engagement through kind of relevance. And how did you look at that? So, I mean, we had on, on the FRHI side, we had done a lot of research um, as we were looking to bring the three loyalty programs together into one pro loyalty program. So we had the research that was on our side. And because of the work that was being started with all, there was research on the Accor side as well. So we had a lot of rich information that we could take as we were looking to, um, to develop this new program. Okay. And one of the topics that uh, we see a lot of interest in is emotional loyalty. You know, we uh, meet on that fairly frequently, uh, brands, and obviously Accor is a member of Loyalty 360, which we definitely appreciate. Emotional loyalty, very important, uh, but it's somewhat challenging to define emotional loyalty. Uh, you know, how do you find customer loyalty? I'm sorry, emotional loyalty. And uh, how do you uh, intend to you know, build and grow that with the new customer loyalty program? Yeah, so to me, emotional loyalty is really about creating a greater bond and a stronger relationship with the customer. And we can do that through outer interactions with them using the data that we have and the preferences that they provide us and which allow us to create these meaningful and personalized experiences. And we can do that throughout their entire journey with us. It doesn't have to be at a moment in time or at a particular touch point. And if I find that people are tend to be more willing to engage with brands and share personal information if they trust the brand and see the value and benefit in how that information is being used. So, you know, all believes that everyone is unique and on their own individual journey. So we continually look to personalize and recognize our members throughout their journey with us. And it's really integral to everything that we do. Okay, excellent. Uh, partnerships uh, are a big area of opportunity uh, and, and a kind of growing interest for marketers as well. With privacy, kind of regulations, uh, you know, it can vary state to state, region to region, country to country. It, when you look at partnerships, uh, you know, how do you at uh, a core kind of approach partnerships and how do you make them work? Because there can be a great struggle to get them to work in a manner that's, you know, advantageous for both brands. And are, do you have any partnerships in your new program? And, and you know, if so, how, how do you plan to feature them? Yeah, so we already have 90 partners across multiple sectors that are participating in all worldwide. And what really anchors all uh, in our members' everyday lives are the partnerships and the experiences that we bring that go well beyond the stay. Um, before revamping the program, you know, I talked about the research and one of the things we asked our customers was, what are you most passionate about? Not surprisingly, dining came in first, music and uh, entertainment came in second and sports came in third. So our initial strategic partnerships were aligned with those passions. So we had IMG, which curates uh, food festivals and gives you access to renowned chefs, um, AEG, which is our arenas um, and gives us ticketing access. 
and Paris Saint-Germain, um, which is the soccer, the professional soccer team that we are a principal partner with and Jersey sponsor for. So, um, and we actually just released a new partnership with Fever, which uh, expands our ticketing access and allows members uh, the ability to access events and experiences, whether they're in their local city and just feel like going out for the evening, or whether they're traveling someplace. So our ambition is really not only to introduce new partnerships, particularly um, around mobility and financial services and experiences, but also to expand existing partnerships as we've done with some of our airline partners and the cross reward programs that we've introduced. Uh, and it's really about creating value to our members and um, the ability to engage with them again on a deeper level uh, in a more meaningful way on a day to day basis. And, um, you know, if you find value in something, you tend to engage with it more. And I think that, you know, as a hotel company and with our hotels and brands, we, um, you know, our hotels and brands have tremendous partnerships which allow us to expend, extend some of these money can't buy experiences to our members. Right. So, you know, ticketing access to highly coveted events such as the Tony Awards, New Year's Eve and Times Square, uh, and most recently the Critics' Choice Awards that were at Fairmont Century Plaza. So we're always looking for that, the, that's sort of the lens that we approach partnerships with. Okay. When you look at uh, customers, uh, they're definitely changing. Uh, changed, they were changed before COVID. Uh, the travel hospitality industry was impacted pretty significantly uh, internationally. And obviously managing that from a region to region uh, area can be, uh, be challenging. So you know, customers are changing. You know, uh, what are you seeing with regard to how customers changed maybe before COVID, how they're changing now? And you know, you know, how are you adapting to that? Yeah. So. <laughs> Timing is everything. When when we launched all, it was three months before the pandemic. <laughs> so a bit unfortunate timing from that perspective. But what was interesting was that one of the new benefits that we introduced was limitless dining, um, which gave members the opportunity to earn rewards points when they're having a drink or a meal in one of our hotels, even if they're not staying with us. And you, we never would have known at the time just how meaningful to members that this benefit would have become with all the travel restrictions that were in place. Um, you know, it allowed them to still engage in our hotels, you know, as restrictions lifted and have the ability to earn rewards points and engage with our brands and in our program in doing so. Uh, and it's been tremendously successful. And we've actually expanded that to include Limitless Golf uh, in North America. So members can earn rewards points going to a, one of our golf courses without even um, needing to stay with us. So, um, you know, as far as communicating and how we engaged with our, with our members, one of the ways that we chose to stay connected with our members early on in the pandemic when no one could travel was by providing them with these virtual experiences that were curated by our hotel so that they could enjoy them from home. So everything from cooking classes with our renowned chefs to mini yoga sessions and health and wellness tips from our spa experts, um, we also partnered with Fever Original Candlelight Series to bring members access to a virtual concert. So I think that these were incredibly well received and I think really appreciated with um, members. Um, it was like we had an understanding of what they were going through and we were giving them access to do something from and enjoy from home. 
Okay, great. Um, do you, you think these changes are here to stay kind of from a customer perspective? I definitely do. Um, before the pandemic, we were already starting to see an evolution in, in loyalty programs to mirror the, the shifting customers' needs and expectations. Customers are no longer looking for transactions. Um, they're really looking for unique experiences, Instagrammable moments, um, you know, and, and things that they are passionate about. Uh, and I think when people were stuck at home, it, it accelerated the mindset that experiences are far more valuable than right. things. And, you know, now more than ever, people want to get out there and travel, explore. They want to immerse themselves in these experiences that create long lasting memories, you know, experiences that are going to enrich their lives and make them feel like the best versions of themselves. So I, I do feel that a successful loyalty program will be one that can adapt to these customers quickly changing expectations and be able to deliver on these types of experiences that they're seeking. It's interesting. Are customers starting to kind of travel long, uh, longer distances now? I know for a period of time during COVID, there were shorter stays, maybe staycations, go. And I think you just mean things in that regard. Or are you starting to see kind of travel open back up, uh, at least on the uh, kind of the, the, the family leisure uh, side of the house? Yeah, we definitely are. We are definitely starting to see an increase. It was, um, you know, the, it, the, the trend was to stick, tend to stick closer to home. But, um, you know, uh, the guests are definitely uh, venturing out more. And, you know, I don't know if you've been in an airport lately, but I've just started traveling again myself. And, you know, the airports are busy. They're busy. packed. Yeah. So, you know, there's this pent up demand that people want to get out there and get on the road. Um, and I think that just goes to show that, you know, they really are, you know, looking for these experiences that they can that they can tap into. That's excellent. And the last question I have uh, somewhat self-serving, you know, what can Loyalty 360 do to help you and your team with your customer loyalty journey? So I think, first off, we appreciate everybody at Loyalty 360. I think you guys give us a tremendous opportunity to connect and network with loyalty specialists from across different sectors. And I think it's always very interesting to share ideas and hear what other companies are doing in the other sectors. Uh, I think the research and insights uh, and the trends that you guys share with us as well are seeing and hearing and pass along to the members uh, is tremendously helpful. And we can use this as we're thinking about how we're going to continue augmenting our programs, because I do think loyalty programs are ones that are going to keep, um, you know, keep augmenting themselves and keep, um, you know, growing and expanding as they go along. So, uh, you know, really appreciate everybody there and 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 thank you guys for all the great insights that you share with us. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that uh, feedback. That's great to hear. Well, this has been a very uh, interesting interview. Uh, one of the things I like about you is the passion you have for the brand, obviously staying there as long as you have and doing some great work and, and transforming the program through a rough time. It, it's great to hear what you are doing and kind of the direction and, and look forward to hearing more from Unicor throughout the remainder of the year. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for taking the time to listen today. Make sure you join us back again for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Have a wonderful day.